Who are you in Christ? That's what we'll seek to answer today on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. what do you desire to be known by? Who are you? Who do you place your identity in? Yourself or something or someone else? Welcome to Truth For Today. Pastor Phil Howard will take us back to Ephesians today in our series called Who Are You? And we're looking at that question from a spiritual perspective and really from an all-around wholesome perspective, not just spiritually but physically as well. You see, if we place our hope in Christ spiritually, everything else falls into place physically, too. Join us. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast. Who am I? Well, he goes on. It's time for praise when you find out this much. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hasn't given us anything, Is that what yours says? Let's see. Let's just work through. This is tough grammar. Watch. Who has blessed us? And in the Greek, it ought to be with spiritual blessings in heavenly realms. Um, What's he saying? Well, if you belong to the temple of Diana, she would bless you, but it wouldn't be in the heavenlies. It'd be at the temple. It'd be with a prostitute. And if you didn't like Diana, you can go cross town to Dionysus. And Dionysus was the the god of drunkenness. So they'd offer you booze or sex. And that was the best the gods could offer you. And you could pray to them in fertility rites and hope that your crops would make it. But Paul wants these believers to know your blessings are not located in Ephesus. They're located in the third heaven. And God is blessing you with things that are not temporal, they're eternal. Not with things you can necessarily have sensual pleasure, but things with eternal pleasure. In Christ is where you get them. You're blessed, and that means the word blessed primarily from the Hebrew is divine approval. You're living under divine approval. I wish you'd say that to yourself. I am living under divine approval. God has blessed me in Christ. That's divine approval. I'm not under guilt. I don't have to be beat up about what I'm not, what I can't do. I am in the beloved. That means I'm in the ark. I'm not afraid of the rain. I'm in the storm cellar. I'm not afraid of the tornado. I'm in the place where the wrath of God could never find me. Now, I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms. That's where they come from. I'm born from above. I'm headed for above. And so all my blessings, all of them. And notice here, I think we would read it this way for some. Praise be to God, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed some of us, the super spiritual, with every spiritual blessing. Who has he blessed? Who's us? The saints, the faithful, the in Christ crowd. You've been blessed with every spirit, but I don't have this spiritual gift. You don't need it. You wouldn't know what to do with it if you had it. 
God has given you one gift, this person another, but you've been blessed. God doesn't have any unblessed children. You know, I grew up in a different tradition, and uh, quite frankly, in that tradition, we would talk about we had it, and we had this, and, and we would always talk about the crowd that didn't have what we thought we had, and is, we really got this and that. And uh, that was my thinking. And uh, I started because of education, just being local. I wound up being in schools that I would have never picked because they weren't of the group I was running with. But they were local. I didn't have to leave the area. My mom would still cook for me and iron my shirt, so I went local. And uh, so these schools were of a different tradition. But when I got in these schools, they always talked this kind of stuff. All you saints have been blessed with all of this. And I said, oh man, I'm telling folks to seek it, carry for it, get it, hold on, let go, let God hold out and get something that only about 30 of us have got. And I was used to that. Tarry, get it, pray, seek the gifts, seek the power. Get this, and you're always on this quest. You want it more, and there's a side of our Christianity that you always want more, and that's okay. But I needed to hear, by the way, there's a rest to the people of God. God has already done this for you. You've already got this, and the weakest saint in the church has got it, and the pastor doesn't have any more of this than the weakest saint. Because this is all given by grace. It's not given because you held out. You held on. You tarried. You got this because you're in Jesus. You need a balance. You want to keep a thirst for God as the deer that pants. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's one side of the equation, and it's wonderful. But on the days I don't have the thirst, on the days that I feel lukewarm, on the days I feel I've lost the first love, on the days I'm not acting like the saint I think I ought to act like, it's wonderful to run over here and say, hey, you mean I still have this? You still have it. It's intact. You didn't get it by merit, and you can't lose it by demerit. You got it by grace, and God's not an Indian giver. I'm blessed even when I don't feel like praying. I'm blessed even when I did sin. I'm blessed. And the fact that I'm blessed is what makes the sin so horrendous to me. How could I sin against the one that blessed me? Well, we're blessed with all spiritual blessings. You know, when you get to thinking about this, you want to sing songs like we used to sing, it is joy unspeakable and full of glory. We used to sing that. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Now, some of you folks too conservative even know one of those kind of songs. You need to loosen up. I mean, we'd get happy about that. This is, this is like heaven to me. We used to sing that song. This is like heaven to me. I've crossed over Jordan to Canaan's fair land, and this is like heaven to me. Knowing I'm in Christ, knowing I'm blessed, knowing God's hand is on me, that I've got something I can't lose. He's got a grip on me that won't ever take, go off. Friend, this makes you act happy. 
I'm not trying to get over it, friend. It's like, you'll get over it. Well, I've been married 30 some odd years and I'm not trying to get over it. Amen. And I've been walking with him 40 some odd years. I'm not getting over it. I'm getting more of it. Amen. This crowd's always quiet because I don't look at them. You better wake up over there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you guys over there too. Uh, look at what this, fifth thing I have. Now look, I'm a saint. I'm a faithful believer. I'm in Christ. I'm blessed with all spiritual blessing. Now watch this. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Is that wonderful? Uh, now what does that verse mean? Well, the he, who's the he? God the Father chose, what does that mean? Select, pick, make your own. When I go to the store, I don't buy all the apples, I select them. I select the ones I want to take home. God chose, and he chose us. Now, who are the us? The saints, the faithful, in Christ Jesus, the ones he's blessed, and he chose, and when did he do this? When he, when he saw you going to church and trying to live for God? No, he chose you before time. Well, well he can't do that. I, who does he think he is choosing me? He didn't even ask for my, my, my will. Well, when you're God, you could do things like that. And if you don't like the fact he chose you, get over it. He doesn't explain himself. He just says what he did. You know, can you imagine your kids coming up to you saying, I didn't want to be born. Too bad. <laughs> I don't want to be your kid. Too bad. Get over it. Get used to it. And this is what God's saying. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world. Now, why did he choose us? That he would make us holy, and that's saints, and blameless in his sight. Now, he's the only one I could know I could ever be blameless before, ultimately. But he's the only one that counts, ultimately. Huh? Because I could fool you, maybe. Long-term pastors, you can't fool too good. Evangelists have to do that. They're only there for a week. But when you're with folks 30 years, there's not much you can hide. It's living together. So... I could never be, get blameless, perfect. But he said, God chose you and he's going to shape you. And Jude says, when we land in heaven, we'll land there without fault and blameless. And the word meant no blemish that would discredit us from his love. We're going to land and he will have taken care of all the blemishes. And in Ephesians 5, he says he's loving the church and washing it with the washing of water, scrubbing out the stains, removing it at the cross. We will land so clean that when we land in heaven, we'll look blameless and holy before God the Father. Chosen in Christ. Uh, uh, since I've only got about uh, another hour, I need to hurry here. Uh, that... That chosen, I, I try to get uh, 
handles on this for people because people just, uh, some traditions say, well, he didn't choose me, I chose him. You remember John 15? You did not choose me, but I chose you to be my followers and to bear fruit. God is the divine initiator because we were in sin so bad that we were viewed as corpses in Ephesians 2, dead in sin, and dead men can't seek anybody. So the shepherd finds the sheep, the sheep don't find the shepherd. Okay? So if you just kind of loosen up with that and let God say and mean what he says, it's a wonderful thing. You know what, I, I translate this word chosen this way, want it, want it, plan for. Uh, it's an interesting thing uh, when a couple expects a child. Uh, the room that's been collecting all the junk all of a sudden gets decorated. The room that uh, was going to be used this way or that way, all of a sudden it has to be painted. Uh, it has to be carpeted. Because this child is to know nothing but the best the couple can do. Because when the child lands there, when they don't even know it, they won't even catch on to it until when they're about 20. You were planned for, you were wanted. You cannot believe how you made our hearts dance. And we just want you to know when you showed up, you weren't an intrusion, you weren't an accident, you weren't uh, a trial, you happened to be a gift of the love of God to our home. And we went out of our way to see that your teeth were fixed, your diapers changed, your temperature taken, the room would be good. We gave you the best we could because one statement we want to make is you were planned in our hearts. We didn't always know that the plan was for right now, but once you got here, we knew it was planned, if you know what I mean. Wouldn't you love to overhear your parents talking tonight? What if you heard this? Oh, what an accident. <laughs> have we have only known about birth control. <laughs> Whoa, what a difference that boy's made in our lives. If we could just do it over again. And I'm afraid many may talk that way. Versus, you know, we've got a lot of kids growing up that don't know who their dad is. They can never hear the statement, you were planned, you were invited, you're a guest of honor. I had that joy with my wife because I was in college. We just couldn't be having any babies until I got through. And I always told her when I got through with college, we'll start a family. Well, I graduated and I enrolled in a master's program. And one day I came home and I had this distraught woman who was working and, you know, putting me through school. And we'd been married four years, and one day she uh, uh, was waiting for me at the house, and it was not that usual, I'm glad to see you. And she said, we need to talk. And I said, yes. She said, you said after the bachelor's, a baby. It's been two years since a bachelor's, where's the baby? Well, let me get the master's. How long will it take? Another four years. I want a baby. You've got me. That's why I want a baby. <laughs> I want a real baby. <laughs> and uh, you get old. And we knelt next to a bed 
in Livermore and said, God, you give life in your time. Would you give us a baby? And we got to do that with all three children. It was a special treat. My folks just said, once you got here, you were planned. <laughs> From eternity. Because we didn't know half of what we were doing, but you're here. Welcome. <laughs> and I, we never felt unloved, but ours is a little bit more romantic. You wish it was that way. But once you get here, and to know that in this family of God, you ask yourself, how did I ever get in the household of faith? Back in eternity, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit said, we don't want to inhabit eternity by ourselves. Though it's perfect here now, though we have perfect harmony and fellowship, we want to fill heaven with a family. And he chose you to be in it. And he planned for your birth. That's why you're, that's who you are. I'm a planned child from eternity. Finally, he says, he in love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his good pleasure and will. Now, we get nervous when we read a word like predestined uh, because we don't know what it means and prejudice rushes to our mind. Let me tell you what the word predestined means. It means pro-orizzo. And if you put an H in front of orizzo, pre-horizon. And what it meant is you mark out horizons or boundaries. And what he's saying here, when God chose you from eternity past, and he wants to in time make you a son, God wrote down boundaries, boundaries, how this would come about, a channel by which you would become not just a sinner, but a saved person. And so from eternity past, he set down boundaries of how you would become his child and how he would conform you. Now, I like to say it this way. If you want to go to uh, Sacramento on Highway 80 out here, guess what? If you take 80, the route is predestined. You don't get on there and, and invent the highway. No, it's there. You get on that. The boundaries were marked out by engineers and architects. And now, now all of a sudden, you have a little spasm of free will. And you say, I want to I turn in here. Well, you're going to hit, you know, one of those dividers. You're going to go in the rough. But the pathway to Sacramento has been marked out. It's been predestined, right? I went on a road that's predestined. I, I get lost in my backyard, but if I can get on this road and it goes to Sacramento, I'll get there because they thought it out how to get there. Now, God says when he chose you, his hands formed boundaries around your life. And he put those boundaries there that there's a way he got you to the point of meeting his son, Jesus. And when you met Christ, you became a child of God, adopted into a family that you were alien to by birth. And so God has just marked out the boundaries. And the boundaries were the cross. The boundaries was your birth. 
The boundaries was the influences that came into your life to hear the gospel, maybe your parents, whoever evangelized. He's put boundaries around you, and I like to think of the boundaries are nail-scarred hands to guide you to get you where you ought to go. And every once in a while, when I'm miserable, I'm hitting up against these hands. I'm kicking the pricks. When he told Paul, like that ox, when he kicked, and then had that little spear there, and Paul, why are you kicking me? Why, why are you resisting the hands? Just stay in the middle of the highway, and you're going to get there without any bumps, without any wrecks. Just stay on the path that makes you turn into a son of God by adoption. Now, when you hear all of this, do you know what he does? He pauses for praise. And the first person he wants to praise is the Father, because it's the Father that's done all of this for you. Next week, we'll pick up the Son and the Spirit. We're not through telling you who you are. We're just getting the list started. This is six things. So tonight, when you go home and your wife says something you don't like, you say, I'm a saint. <laughs> and then she'll say, I'm in Christ. And then he can say, but I'm chosen. And she can say, but I'm adopted. Have a good fight over who you are. Listen to what he says. Praise to his glorious grace. Where did all this come from? Grace, which he has freely. By the way, God's not stingy. When he gives something, it just, just gushes. It's like a Niagara Falls, which he gave freely to us in the one he loves. Let me read you the words of a, a song I just heard. I get all these notes. It goes this way. A scene so familiar at the old five and dime. The little boy waited his turn in line. And with eyes so intent, he proudly displayed the candy he'd buy with the money he'd saved. The girl at the counter wasn't sure what to do because the money was less than the price that was due. Then a stranger spoke up from his place in the line, said, whatever he's short, just take it and add it to mine. I've got you covered. I'll pay the difference. You don't have to worry at all. Whatever the cost is, I'll go the distance. If you fall, I will catch you. You know I won't let you feel like you're there all alone. I've got you covered. Sometimes when I look back, it's hard to explain just how far I've come, yet how little has changed. I still long to hold what seems so out of reach, only to find out it's not what it seems. I come to the Father, cry out for mercy, a child so in need with a voice of compassion. The Father calls out to me, I know what you're facing, I know where you're standing, I'm holding all the answers you need, because no situation will ever take you out of my reach. I've got you covered. I'll pay the difference. You don't have to worry at all. Whatever the cost is, I'll go the distance. If you fall, I will catch you. You know I won't let you feel like you're there all alone. I've got you covered. I want to say to you, dear child of God, no matter how much you've failed this week, if you have been chosen as his child, and you've become his adopted son, you're a saint, you're a believer, you're in Christ. All the blessings of God are intact. You just need to get right back of looking at what God calls you and not what the world wants to make you. 
Our riches are in Christ. This has been Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. If you would like to review today's broadcast, well, we are available. Toll free. Give us a call. 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. Now, if you would like a copy of today's program, in fact, if you would like the entire four-CD set called Who Are You?, be one of our first 10 callers, and for a donation of $10 or more, we'll send a copy your way. So give us a call today and request the series, again, for a gift of $10 or more. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Again, ask for the series by name, Who Are You?, That phone number again is 855-833-9864. If you're writing to us, our address is Truth For Today, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue. That's Suite 278 here in Hercules. The zip code is 94547. And if you would like more information, again, simply give us a call. We have a new website on our way. In the meantime, valleybible.org is a great place to start. It'll give you a lot of insight as to who we are and what we believe, and our church and our location as well. You are invited to join us. If you're not involved in a church fellowship, do stop by Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. Again, details at our website, valleybible.org, or call 855 833 9864. And let one of the ushers know you were invited by the radio broadcast. That would encourage us a great deal. Today's program is sponsored through the generous donation of our listeners. We do thank you for partnering with us here at Truth For Today. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you as you seek Jesus Christ and His truth for today.